Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm John O'Williams, and welcome to The Long Read from Stuff. This week's story is called The Last Person Standing. It's by Stuff's Mike White, and is the story of two people going head-to-head in one of the country's most gruelling sporting competitions, where there isn't just one winner, but only one person who actually finishes the event. Here is Mike's story. They'd started running more than a day ago and barely stopped. They began when their legs were fresh and the trails were firm, and they began with dozens of others, 23 women and 105 men. The fit, the fast, the foolish, all determined to find what their limit was and run until they couldn't go any further. And now here they were, after 32 hours and more than 200 kilometres, just the two of them. Sam Harvey and Caleb Pearson. Mud caked and sweat soaked. The last ones left standing. Harvey had broken two ribs in a miscalculated team building exercise at work four days earlier. And it hurt to, quote, breathe, laugh, talk, run, get out of bed, get back into bed, exist. Pearson had never run more than 100 kilometres and was so far into uncharted territory he'd flummoxed himself. This was the Riverhead Backyard Relapse Ultra, a race with no end, which has fast become one of the most gruelling endurance events in New Zealand. The rules are simple. Run a 6.7 kilometre loop in under an hour, then do it again the next hour, and the next, and the next, and keep on going, if you can. If you take longer than an hour, you're out. If you can't haul yourself to the start line every hour to begin another lap, you're out. If your body's in pain and you're more tired than you've ever been, well, you've got a decision to make, but you'll probably choose to quit. Only one person is recorded as finishing. All the rest have DNF beside their name. Did not finish. On the previous lap, Harvey and Pearson had run shoulder to shoulder through the forests of West Auckland before getting a few minutes reprieve to rest and eat. But now they were at the start line once again. Lap 33, supporters cheering, red digits of the official clock counting them down. They glanced at each other, bumped fists, and as the start hooter blew, set off down a gravel road towards where the forest was waiting to swallow them. Backyard Ultras are the brainchild of US distance running legend Gary Cantrell, otherwise known as Lazarus Lake. For a long time, he'd wondered how far people could run. So in 2011, Lake began a race where competitors would do a little over a four-mile loop every hour. If they got to 24 hours, that would mean they'd run 100 miles in a day. 
The race he created, Big's Backyard, is run on the Tennessee farm he and wife Sandra own, and named after their dog, Big, a 45-kilo pit bull. Best dog you can imagine, says Lake, who had flown to New Zealand to watch the Riverhead race. When we started the race and looking at the nature of it, I thought this would be poetic justice for a pit bull to sponsor an event where humans fought to the death. Big died earlier this year, aged 15 and a half. I think he survived mostly because he was just so happy, says Gary, and he never gave up. Their other dog, Little, is still alive. What Lake invented has now spread to 70 countries and become a fast-growing niche in the endurance-running world. At Riverhead, Lake was treated like a rock star, staying up all night to watch the race, sustained by Dr Pepper sodas and camel cigarettes. The first runners to drop out only made it round one lap. Others followed swiftly, gone by lunchtime, in the cruelest of athletic blood sports. Nearly all of them knew they wouldn't win, they just wanted to test their limits. Hamish Hammer Johnstone wanted to feel what it was like again after years away from running. Late last year, his car aquaplaned doing 90 kilometres an hour, hit a bank, flipped three times and landed on its roof. In February, Cyclone Gabrielle ripped the roof off his Piha house and flooded his kitchen and lounge. The race was hurting the self-described big unit, but that was okay. He says, honestly, I'm just stoked to be alive, dude. As midnight on Saturday neared, about 30 runners remained. The rain that began around noon had turned the road to slush and the trails to soup. Puddles grew and kids in gumboots danced in them. Runners danced down slick mud trails. Dogs put on coats. People put up umbrellas. Del Shannon's runaway blared from the speakers at race base. REM followed. Everybody hurts. And by 5am, ACDC's thunderstruck was booming through Riverhead's pine plantations. It wasn't the first time ACDC had been played loud in West Auckland early on a Sunday morning, but the circumstances here were different. When the rain lifted and dawn came, just a dozen runners were still in the race. Lake addressed the dwindling field as they prepared for another lap. He says, So you know, they have a lot of stats out there, but from here on out, this goes to whoever wants it the most. Have fun out there. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, I, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo about gotcha journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack line there. No, that, I think Chris, it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. Yeah, yeah we're, I'm not worried about it at all. That's Nothing affair there. On. That sits with you perfectly fine. That's what, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts. Today on Newsable, why women's refuge isn't so keen on New Zealand following in Australia's footsteps when it comes to investing $1 billion towards tackling family violence. Plus, inside the inquest into the death of toddler Lockie Jones. And have you had a shocker job interview? Wait till you hear some of these clangers. And one of them involves someone having to moo like a cow. For everything that's worth talking about, find and follow Newsable wherever you get your podcasts. 
the last woman, Shannon Lee Litt from Whangare, ended her race after 21 hours, or 141 kilometres, leaving only 11 in the race. At 11am, one of the race favourites, Stu Lynch, a seven-time World Adventure Racing Champion, pulled the pin after 181 kilometres. He hunched over by the finish line, hands on knees with just enough energy to briefly lift an arm and high-five one of his children. A lap later, another favourite, Shannon Rhodes, walked back down the road midway through his lap, his race over. He'd finished the previous lap in just under 60 minutes, grabbed a nice block to help cool him down, spewed it up, had another bite, and then straightened up and started the next lap. When he pulled out 30 minutes later, he was distraught, shielding tears from onlookers. But he'd covered 20 kilometres more than he'd ever run before, and more than anyone had found the far edge of his limits that day. Chris Taylor from Dunedin improved his best distance by a staggering 50 kilometres before he timed out on the same lap. After a finish line photo with Lake, he looked around and says, which direction's the cold beer? Stephen Harney came in cooked after his 30th lap and notching up 200 kilometres, hallucinating from sleep demons and heat. I saw some shit out there on that lap, he says. Trees are people. Top ultra runner Adam Keane, who was supporting runners, walked over to encourage Harney. Everyone's in the same boat, bro. Everyone's f***ed, he says. So it was little surprise when Harney dropped out soon after starting his 31st hour, joined by Troy Field, who'd looked so fresh until the last few laps. Lake stood by the finish line, having seen this a thousand times over the years. It's easy till it's not, he smiled. And when you're watching, you can tell when it's not. So, then there were two. Caleb Pearson, 37, from Orewa, known to many as the winner of TV house renovation show The Block in 2013 with his wife Alice. A father of four kids under 10, he was a novice backyard runner who'd now gone more than double the distance he'd ever run before. And Sam Harvey, 30 years old, from Auckland. Coached by 89-year-old Olympic marathon bronze medalist Barry McGee, and had We Are Who We Choose To Be tattooed down one calf. He'd been in the last pair at the previous two Riverhead races only to lose, but in another race set the New Zealand record of 46 hours, or 308 kilometres. Harvey's compelling personal story from his first backyard race had launched his ultra career, and he had a tight crew of supporters this year. Wife Anna, Parents Mike and Merrin, two aunts and his 10-year-old hunterway dog, Brick. At the end of each lap, they'd feed him, push drinks at him, cool his core with ice bags and pick the mud from his shoes as he lay back in a chair. Shoes, shirts, shorts and socks were swapped frequently. Merrin washed out his socks, jammed them in the window of her car and drove into Auckland with them flapping outside and by the time she got back... They were dry and ready for him to use again. Pearson had a big group of supporters too, family and friends whose cheering reeked through the forest to encourage him up each greasy hill and rutted descent. His mum, Marilyn, was in awe. 
She knew he was determined. She knew he loved running. But this was something else. She says, I mean for him to just turn up and run. He's never done over 200 kilometres. Now, like, who does that? Not many is the answer. But when they started lap 33, Pearson didn't get far down the road before slowing, stopping, and turning around. His race finally finished. Harvey glanced over his shoulder, then put his head down, the hammer down, and carried on, knowing he just had to get around this lap and he'd be the winner. Fifty minutes later, he emerged into the finish chute. The impassive face he'd kept for 221 kilometres, finally breaking into a giant smile rooted in joy and relief. So good, so good, he said. There was no ribbon to the chest, no medal to wear, no prize to accept, just the knowledge that he didn't quit. The satisfaction, he was the last person standing. He'd suffered through the race without painkillers for his broken ribs, taking short breaths so he didn't aggravate them. Then, every now and then, filling his lungs fully, sucking in and sucking up the pain. Life hurts, deal with it, Harvey would say. Pearson was one of the first to congratulate him at the finish. Later, he'd reflect that he probably could have gone another lap with Harvey, maybe more. But it was so unexpected that he'd be in the final two that Pearson hadn't mentally prepared himself to run to the death, and he knew Harvey would have. He says, it was definitely the mind aspect that got me. Harvey had bleak moments too, when weakness lurked, asking himself, are you sure you want to be doing this kind of thing with your life? But then I was like, chill out bro, just run the loop. Having wife Anna here this time helped hugely. Harvey says, I thought of her a lot. I used her to dig me out of the dark places while I was out on the course. In October, Harvey will head to Bell Buckle, Tennessee for Big's Backyard, the individual world championship and the biggest race of his life. Lake will be there watching how Harvey goes against people who've never lost a backyard race. Some who've run twice as far as Harvey ever has. The world record is 101 hours. That's 677 kilometres. Sitting on a chilli bin as everyone packed up around him, spent but happy, Harvey struggled to know what might happen when he was really tested. He says, We'll see. Turn up, do what I can. I'm sure I can find my limits there. That was The Last Person Standing on The Long Read from Stuff, written by Mike White, read and produced by me, John O'Williams. This episode was edited by John Ropiha. If you listened via our website, you can hear this story and more like it on The Long Read podcast, available on all the usual platforms. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and a review. It'll help other listeners find us. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please support our work. Visit stuff.co.nz support.